good, people? What's good, people? How's it going out there? How's life? On a beautiful sun summer. Is it summer? It's summer, I, but I, in, I don't know on what's the East Coast, with this it's, been, it's been monsoon as hell. <laughs> <laughs> My fiance is on the, on the West Coast chilling, you know what I'm saying, on the beach, even though hell is raining down literally in the form of wildfires. <laughs> but the weather patterns basically this summer have been absolutely insane. So I'm just waiting for the dinosaurs to come back and kill us all. You, you know, obviously... we have to start each podcast with a dire. Exactly, it's true. Though. It's all, it's all over. A dire warning. It's true. It's, it's, <laughs> this is this is the podcast to turn to for using the soundtrack to Armageddon. <laughs> if you need an Armageddon playlist, we've got you. <laughs> perhaps a little Metallica, perhaps a little DMX. <laughs> we've got you covered. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been hearing booed up on repeat in my mind. Which is also a sign of the apocalypse, actually. <laughs> <laughs> booed up, <laughs> come back from the 90s, and forever, as if it's something normal is another scary thing. There's so many signs. I feel like it's a movie where it's like, you know, Gary Oldman's there in the corner like, watch out for the signs. Watch out for the signs. Takashi 69. You know, there's all, everything's happening out there. Everything the lines. is happening. Read between the lines, people. But what's happening? What's good, an- people? An- another... Another symbol of the impending doom is Nicki Minaj finally released Queen. (laughs) That Lion King ass cover of her perched on a branch in some weird awkward pose. That cover is not safe for work. Yeah, which is not safe for work and also awkward because it's like, I can't, is she Cleopatra? Is it West Indian Day Parade? It's it's and it's 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 like and then the cover has that weird like font where it might be Lion King, it might be a little prosperity gospel album because it's mm. like that weird red tinge and everything else. I can't really tell what's happening there, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. So that was a big release. You know, a lot of fireworks on the internet. She's beefing with everybody. You know, what I'm saying going to radio stations saying y'all don't believe I write my raps. You know, what I'm saying it's 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 a it's as as of all I'm releases now. You've had your internet controversy along with it, so now we know it's official. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you drop an album back in the days, you know, two thousand and like you know sixteen, it was if you dropped an album suddenly, that was official. Now you got to drop the album, you know, you got to be first for about two or three weeks, see some crazy shit, and then drop the album. I that's mean, the, it's working. It's guys talking now, about it. You know what I'm saying? It's guys talking about it. Yeah, no, it's it, it's um, it, it's. You know, I actually didn't listen to all of the tracks in this album well, just because it's, it's, a, it's a very short album of twenty songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was trying to because you know I'm, I'm you know I want to be journalistic about these things, but it was, it was kind of a I wouldn't say look. I think it's a it's a it's a great Nicki Minaj album, but it was kind of a struggle to listen. And I don't know particularly why it was a struggle to listen to me, but like I kind of felt like towards the middle, it just kind of gets a little repetitive and drawn out, you know. Um, I I do think that you know Homegirl, who like Nicki Minaj's fans doxed, uh, I think was on making some good points about like Nicki's maturity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could, and and if you have to deep dive in the album, I felt like, and it's and it's a good track. It's not a great track, but there was one song, there's one song on the album in particular, where, I th- actually a couple of times, I felt like you saw like a grown up Nikki peeking in periodically. Yeah, and then the only thing is, and then she peeked out. Like it's it, it's been a very weird kind of the album itself is very weird because, all right, so I kind of get the big albums, but you like if you're Drake. 
you know, you definitely had two sides to both of them. Yeah. With your race murder, it was kind of this old, like, you know, divided into three. So it's weird to have, like you said, this long-ass fucking album. Yeah. And for the soundtrack to be very scattered. Like, the only song that felt like, and the only thing that felt like was properly sequenced was the Foxy Brown song and the outro, just because it's the same beat. Yeah. And it ends on a really dope, high-pass West Indian track. It, it kind of brings it home to roots, per se. Yeah. Very, you know, very New York, very West Indian. Everything else felt like they just kind of threw songs out there. Like, in the middle of the album, you kind of have this R&B kind of flow, but even then, you had R&B songs in the middle, in the beginning of the album also. Yeah. It just felt like, you know, like, like it, she was just, like, I, like they just literally kind of just copy and pasted yeah. <laughs> all this, some, somebody's hard drive, and I was like, all right, this is good enough. <laughs> Put it to print. So, it was, it was kind of weird to kind of hear that, you know. It's it's something where it's more of a collection of songs than an actual album. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I think it's kind of, like, a little bit unfortunate, because... For somebody who's trying to, because you could tell she wants to make a fucking statement. Like, what's crazy about this is I think it's not hard to kind of say Nicki Minaj is the best female rapper out there. Oh, of course. Yeah. So it's something where, and it's something where you are in our doubts, you know, starships <laughs> across the sky. But she's spitting the most I've ever heard her spit on a, on a release period. Like, yeah. all over this. Like, she's really yeah. going for it. And it's also like, in a, in a, and it's kind of sad to kind of say this. It's weird to kind of hear a rapper actually happy to be rapping. Yeah. Like where everybody's yeah. been too cool to kind of rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. all about vibe. Like Nikki's like, yo, I'm giving you these bars. Not all of them hit, but like no. she's like trying to go. No. She's trying to go. Like she's here, like, Philly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Smack yeah, DVD she's, shit. She's, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, she's like straight up like East Coast. Yeah, straight you know? up, straight like, up. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, which I think is great. Like, and the fact that, and I think. We should talk. We should talk about this Barbie Dreams, which is uh, basically her take on How yeah. to Rob, which is a you know our, our dreams of fucking R and B bitch, Quote Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, or, or is it Barbie Dreams? What's the other? No, one? no, it's, it's it's you're right. It's it's um it's uh, Barbie Dreams. Barbie yeah, yeah, Dreams. Yeah, yeah. She had a track called Dreams like ten years ago, yeah, which yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. wasn't yeah. as crazy. And then you had like you know How yeah. to Rob and, and Biggie. It's a yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a so, long lines of of. Of crass songs yeah. about sexual sex yeah. and violence, which, which you know was a really cool homage to like old school East Coast hip hop, yeah, and which kind of gave it a modern flair and just kind of like, and it's, it's kind of interesting to see how that song is going to permeate in 2018. <laughs> and I feel like you know? it has because I felt like a, it was weird because I, would, I a lot of like you know I'm just reading internet bullshit as usual. And it'd be like things where it's like, like Entertainment Weekly be like on some like Nicki Minaj is dishing all these rappers. So I'm just like, not really. She's kind of having fun with it, but it's not like she's really gonna go yeah, out there. I mean, like she she called out Takashi, and they just had a fucking you know that yeah, cute song together. I'm I'm sure it's all. I mean, I, I, it'd be interesting to see which rappers are in their feelings about this. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm sure, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's all tongue-in-cheek. It's yeah. all just, like, clever wordplay. Um, you know, it's all just kind of like, hey, like, you know, this is my homage. Like, I no, I thought it was great. Like, I thought it was, like, a really cool, like, way. And it's actually kind of interesting to see, like, what she said about certain rappers and kind of, like, how she says it and things like that. Um, yeah, no, it, and the funny thing is, though, it's just kind of like, she starts going at, like, Drake. Which I thought was like very weird, right? Like, she, not at Drake directly, yeah. But going after like Odell Beckham, like saying like basically she wouldn't date a dude like that because he jumps out of the car and dances, does it in my feelings challenge, yeah. You know, which I thought like, 
Uh, and then there's another song where she kind of referenced, you know, Will Smith doing the In My Feelings Challenge. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> are you jealous? <laughs> like, wh- why two references in the album? Yeah. <laughs> in the that, first, like, four songs. Yeah, you know? that, is, that is a little awkward it's in a place. Little, it was a little awkward to me. Like, yeah. it, it felt like there's a little, maybe maybe there's a healthy competition there, but I think, I, I, I feel like there's a little, like, I wish that was me. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine that. I mean, I feel like Nicki Minaj's career has been kind of like this weird thing where, because it's, it's, what's crazy about Nicki Minaj, and I always kind of found her career fascinating, is that, you know, you've always had a lot of dope rappers. You've, you've yeah. always had a lot of dope rappers who wanted to cross over. You never had a dope rapper that's crossed over the way she has. Yeah. Whereas, like, literally, she's got, like, a song, like, like a straight-up banger that you would hear on Hot 97 at, like, fucking 2 in the morning. And then, like, a song that's, like, up there of, like, Britney Spears, Ariana Grande, yeah. Katy Perry. Yeah. Like, these two worlds where it's not even a, the case of where it kind of goes to a point where, like, oh, you know, she's kind of like, oh, you know how normal, normal hip-hop crossover shit. Yeah. It's like, all right, bam, I get a little poppier beat. Yeah. I get a hook, and I'll come in there and do, you know, my little hip-hop shit. Yeah. No, she goes 100%, 100% full pop singing. And so it's kind of weird to kind of have that career. And so you you can kind of tell she's somebody where she kind of really wants to have that big pop hit. Yeah. But at the same time, she's very street. And it was also, it's also weird to kind of hear her attempts on this album in particular because it's this is an age where, like, you know, every hip-hop album is going number one. Migos. Yeah. You know, people who don't, wouldn't normally go number one are, are are putting, just by being themselves. So it was good for her to have those attempts, like the Ariana Grande song with Bed. That one weekend song, which sounds like every weekend guest rapper song. <laughs> like I imagine, weekend must have like, like eighteen private jets based off him to show up in rapper songs. The way <laughs> the shame fucking shtick he always does. <laughs> and I see this as a weekend fan. So you have all these weird overt stuffs. Going back to your whole point before about her showing like her more maturity. There is one song on here which I thought was really good, "Running High." Mm. So it's it's like two minutes long. It's about like you know like nobody really knows who she is and yada 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 and it's it's a little poppy but it's also a little hip hoppy yeah and it kind of shows more of a maturity and I thought and I was hoping that like a song like that to me is something where that'll kind of show that's something that could, that could cross over yeah and still kind of remain true to yourself as opposed to these blatant like I am doing this pop singer stuff yeah and what's crazy is this one song in particular the um, the too too lit too late the too lit too late interlude. Too legit. <laughs> too, too legit, legit to quit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like that song, it's pure pop. But what's great about it is that it's well done pop. You can just, it's just a great ear hooky worm. It reminded me like some of the stuff that Rihanna had on um, Auntie, mm. where it's like a little great piece of a pop nugget. Unfortunately, <laughs> the weekend song feels like it's fucking 25 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> this too late song is like literally 55 seconds. Yeah. So it's kind of weird where, like, you know, she's trying to serve both matches. What sucks is when she's on, like, like, like I said, there's some songs in on here that are her strongest songs ever, I think. Mm. Like, she's just fucking ripping through it and fucking the bars are great. And then some of it is just seems disjointed. Like the first song, the Gone to Dream song. So what, what gets me with the Gone to Dream song is that fucking... So the verses, so first of all, the beat is like vaguely Afro beaty. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like oh, yeah. the kids are listening to this kind of weird hybrid of reggae stuff. So what I'll do is I'll kind of put that on there, and she does that. I think Bed Two kind of had the same, that same kind of vibe. So you've Ganja Burns, right? So Ganja Burns comes in there, 
And then, like, she's touring, you know, like, she's throwing all these, I'm the queen bee, I'm the top rapper, blah, blah, blah. You know, even though this, the song itself is this little kind of happy hook, you know, it's fucking, she's, just, she's throwing darts, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Throwing darts, you know what I'm saying? This this hardcore, you know what I'm saying? Yo, you can't wear a Nikki wig and then be Nikki. That's like a fat nigga thinking he could be Biggie. You know what I'm saying? Urgh, urgh, angry Nikki. But then the fucking chorus. Every time I get high, I just think about you. And it's just like what? Yeah. Like it's almost like, you know, like those are two different songs. Yeah. So it reminds me of the '90s where you would have these R&B songs and we would call up the Gu-Tang or somebody, <laughs> and they would come in on some like this big crazy ass hood bars over a song about like you know sing your daughter open her eyes. Yes. <laughs> so it's weird to have an artist do this on her own album. And that's, yeah. I think it kind of sums the dichotomy here where. You know, you could you could definitely serve two masters. You could definitely write really good pop songs and rap really well. That's yeah. fucking Drake. But at the same time, it's weird because she you could tell she really, really, really wants to be a fucking MC. And yeah. she really, really, really does well in that lane. So it's weird to kind of have these pop songs kind of shoehorned in there, especially ones that aren't true to her. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, I know we talked about this earlier. I mean, unfortunately, she's a part of the label system. And, you know, that, I, I, you got to play the game at the end of the day. But that's the thing. It's like, know? like I don't know if qual- like quality control isn't like to me goes like, hey, you know, so you, you got you to gotta come out here and, you know, t- we, need you, we need to put you on a song of like, you know, you know, fucking BB Rexa, whatever her name is. <laughs> it's just like, nah, do what you do. These are your more popular songs. We'll focus on that. But they aren't really moving out of their lane that much for the most part. Yeah. Even a young thug, when he does like a country album, is still very young thuggy. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that Pop Nicky isn't really Nicki Minaj. No. I but mean, it definitely sounds forced, particularly in yeah. a lot of the times here. I mean, Pop Nicky always, always sounds forced to me. I mean, but that's. It's almost her lane, though. Yeah, no, it's true. And, and, and that's a weird thing. It's like, I mean, kind of, I feel like I'm harping on her, but nobody else can do that. Like, nobody else, like, name a rapper, I mean, who could generally just, like, you know, basically just hop on, like, fucking, like, a Katy Perry, like, basically do a Katy Perry album yeah. on her own without rapping. That's, yeah. that's Nicki Minaj. Nobody could do that. Yeah. You know? So that's a testament to her abilities. At the same time, it's kind of weird because this is definitely her hungry album. Yeah. You know, she's going at people on Twitter. She wants to be seen as a real MC. So it's weird where, like, you know, you're trying to serve these both masters, these two totally different masters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the return of Foxy Brown. Oh, yes. Oh, God. And the thing is, and, and I think that song kind of sums up the, what the potential of it could be. Because, like, you've got this sample that sounds almost like these evil bells. Yeah. And it kind of comes in and it's like, oh, shit, it's going to be like some, like, punch somebody in the face music. Yeah. And then suddenly this fucking, this, this basically classic dance hall rhythm comes in. And then it's fucking party time. And, then, and like you said, Foxy Brown is ripping it over Patois. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm here for <laughs> Foxy Brown <laughs> circa Patra reinvented. Like, yeah. I, I was into this fucking whole album. And Nikki herself is kind of ripping it. Like it's it's so dope. They had that. It's basically two songs. Like they yeah. That yeah. Theme is basically like the song they yeah. tacked on to the end of it. So it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, and it's another homage to uh you know like that era of hip hop. You know, which, yeah. which <laughs> I think it's it's really cool. It's like it's, it's really cool to kind of see that um you know just in 2018 where we're trying. I think like a modern society is trying to like not be about the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, like like Nikki's kind of like sticking to her guns in, yeah. in, in a way. So um, no, I, I, I thought I thought the song was like really dope. Um, I thought like the wordplay is great. Like it's great to see Foxy Foxy Brown back. Like 
I mean, I now now I'm like, where's the Foxy Brown album? <laughs> where's that? At? Like, so, <laughs> the culture needs you. Yeah, no, it's 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 something where, and and I think it's a good passing of the baton, and I think that's kind of sucks. And, and it sucks about the whole conversation, and I think in a, her own way, that's what you're trying to get at, where you know we're, we're discussing her as a female MC. We're discussing her. A lot of the rumors have been just about her versus, you know, her versus um, Cardi B and yada yada yada. Which is where, sad, but yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like, and then like, I, it's something where you kind of want to hear more female empowerment and female togetherness. Yeah. So I, I would love to hear a posse cut. Like I was telling you, I went to Fool's Gold this weekend, and. Um, they should did a really good job of having a lot of up and coming female artists. And so I'm just there in the audience and I was struck with how like it was the, the I only was there for the middle of the show, but it was basically baby mother, um, China and um, Asian doll. And then they were just hardcore, you know, punch somebody in the face, hip hop. We're out here, you know what I'm saying? Shoot the guns in the air type stuff. Yeah. And a very weird exhibition to a lot of the other male acts there who were a little more, I don't say cross ovary, but who definitely were trying to pull out of things in there. They were unabashedly hip hop. Yeah. Enough where I was blown away. So it's something where I, I think I would love to have, you know, and I, I think that that Foxy Brown, Nicki Minaj song kind of shows you where, like, it'd be dope if we could have had that space if hip hop wasn't so fucking misogynistic where there would be a space for a lot of fucking female MCs to go out there and just rip some hardcore hip hop shit. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's not there. And no. when, it, when it is, it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. But it's hard for me to even think because, like, I'm trying to rack my brain now when, like, there were two female rappers on a song together just fucking going in. Where you know, for a dude, that happens. That's, that's every other fucking hip hop, yeah, every yeah. other song, on every on yeah. you know, future rapping with Young Thug, for rapping with Migos, rapping with whatever, and did, did that have, crossover doesn't really happen. Was that ever like a Foxy Brown, Eve, Nikki, Lil Kim like crossover? No, like, all, all you had was Ladies Night with with um, <laughs> Edgy Martinez. Once Edgy Martinez stopped rapping, it was a rap. <laughs> And it sucks. It's something where, and it's 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 the culture. It's it's something we gotta have to fix in the culture because I think it's a, a lot of missed opportunities and, and yeah. missed opportunity because we're we're generations into hip hop. So it'd been dope to kind of hear more stuff where it's not like Queen Latifah and Money Love and now fucking <laughs> <laughs> this weird twenty five year gap of you know collaborating between female MCs. Yeah, but that's the thing. So to kind of bring it back, I, I think this album is much better than I thought it would be. It's much better than the singles, which were fucking horrible. Chun Li, Chun Li, yeah, <laughs> and, and then it's like even like there's a one like Chun um, Chun Ray, what's the one with Chun Sway? Oh, or, with your boy Sway Lee, Sway Lee, who's another person he's who's trying, out there. He's trying to get those, those it's, credits. It's, it's, it's the weekend. It's Sway Lee. He's trying it's, to get those. It's Ty Dolla Sign. <laughs> I hear blind this this flying Bugattis off this these these, these guest hook appearances. <laughs> like even that song is the strongest song that Chun Li she re- she released, and I kind of get the Chun Li. I think it's she because she wanted to kind of show I could still really rap. Yeah. But right after you have LLC, where she destroys. Like there's yeah. a lot of dope ass. LLC like, is great. Yeah. Yeah. There's like some dope ass. Like two in the morning. You know, driving on the BQE. You know, top down on my imaginary Pathfinder. Because <laughs> suddenly we flashback to 1994 and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got a kicker box in the back and I'm driving to the city. Like she's got a good like 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 five or six songs here that are just about that. Yeah. And so it kind of sucks that, but when the release, the song she releases is Chun-Li, which is like borderline racist, you know? <laughs> so that's, and so it's, it, that's what's kind of weird about this where like, she's almost there. And like, and I think I'm going back to your point. And, and I think it's also, it's the industry. I think it's the fact of where 
Like, how much of a space does she have to kind of do what she wanted to do? How yeah. much of a space of a female does she have to do what she wants to do? Yeah. She's in a position of where, like, not to be funny, she's the only one. And the same way how a lot of POCs have that same kind of pressure and a lot of minorities have the same kind of pressure. Yeah. It's like she really can't fuck up. Like, if a Nicki Minaj album flops, that's fucking it. Yeah. Where my man Tyga <laughs> could just sit there and wait in the water until suddenly he's got fucking, like, two songs in the fucking top ten. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's always fucking chances for men, but... You know, when you're kind of like that, that that minority they don't like is only one chance, and that's a you out of the fucking paint. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but like I said, it's definitely, it's definitely, like it's not a bad album. It's a good album. That's like, like, like if you could get through the 18 hours of music she give you. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, again, like make that uh, director's cut. Yeah, <laughs> somebody go out there and make the edited. Like it's definitely yeah. worth, worth listening to it. It's definitely some dope tracks. Like I said, hopefully that Foxy Brown song will be a hit. Hopefully some of the more underground street cuts will be like some other underground hits. Like it's definitely worth listening to, and it's definitely a good counterpart. I mean, a, a good counterpart to what's been happening in the summer, as far as all these releases. Holy shit! By the way, everybody released something. It's like crazy. who 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 are we missing? It's crazy. Uh, I mean, we're still... like what, Rick Ross, maybe. Kinda? Yeah, I I I I mean, I'm sure. I, I feel like Rick Ross released something like a mixtape or something yeah. that we just all slept on. Yeah, no, it's, it's been, I don't think it's been, <laughs> like, I can't think of a, of a rap release year that's been as heavy as far as the mainstream rap is concerned. It's been fucking insane. Yeah. But uh, but no, but it, 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 sits, it sits well within the other releases we've heard this summer. Um, I could definitely make the argument it's probably the best rap release we've heard in these trio of albums between maybe, I think it beats probably Drake lyrically. I think Drake still has more emotional range. Yeah. So it's definitely got better songwriting to a certain extent, better themes. Yeah. But as far as bars, you know, son, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I'm yeah. here to son. Yeah. You know, Minaj has been winning the bar war, son. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, pound her. Yeah. Number one, Rick Ross released Florida Boy, February 2, 2018. Oh, nice. So, uh, we had to go to the Googles. Oh, Who's, who's missing? Who's hiding? Like the only one borderline is Kendrick, and that's only because he had the Black Panther soundtrack where he was basically, yeah. if, if I'm not rapping, I mean, that's, in the background of everything. That's, that's a Kendrick Kendrick yeah. song anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, you know what? Like side note, like there should be any arguments in 2018 unless you have like no data. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you just go to the Google and figure that shit well, out in like two it's seconds. Like, it's like it's like, <laughs> but you know how it is. It's like I'm uh, not gonna look at the. I'm gonna refuse to look at the computer. I'm gonna figure it out on brain power only. But uh, but yeah, no. So, so I mean, look, Nikki. Nikki's always been. I mean, since the MonsterVerse, she's always been like one of the best pound for pound rappers, and probably doesn't get enough respect. Yeah, and, and you know, and I think that's been because there was a thing where she was. I think it was Funkmaster Flexor show. Her her big beef, I think, and I think it's the album cycle. Obviously, some of it is to hype up, but it seemed like, from her perspective, was the fact of where the reason why I'm acting up like this as of late is because you guys are respecting me. Yeah, like you know, Safari came out and said some shit about not writing the rhymes, and you guys think I suck, and yada yada yada. But it's like, and it's true because I remember I remember Nicki Minaj, and I brought up before, like in a joke, Smack DVDs back then. She would be there popping up. You know, and he's weird. You too close to four. She became the Nicki Minaj we knew. Yeah. So she was somebody who was trying to, not trying, she was honing her craft back when there were, you know, Ghost Riders were a, were a thing of shame. Yeah. When, she, when there was no real money in it, she was out there trying to become this great MC. So I could definitely understand at this at this point of her career, she's like, yo, I'm a fucking elder. Respect. Yeah. Put some respect on my name. Yeah. And then so she kind of made it, like, hinted at the reason why I'm doing all this shit is because, 
you know, I've got to fight, I've realized. Like, you guys aren't going to let me fucking just get my props naturally. Yeah. I've got to scratch and earn for it. And she was calling him out on a lot of things, saying how, you know, you give a lot of passes for all the rappers, but for me, you automatically assumed I'm not writing my rhymes just because. Yeah. And, and, I, and I understand it. And I, and, I, and I have to, you know, I have to get on my little misogynistic soapbox. I think a lot of it is because of what she's been forced to portray. Of course. Because I think it's, we're in a place where it's not healthy for somebody to portray. And not healthy, let me rephrase this. I, I, it's, it's healthy, but it's seen as, it's healthy to portray your sexuality and your artistic abilities. But for some reason, we make it so you have to, your sexuality is advertising. So oh, Nicki yeah. can't be somebody who can crack the dream song and it just be, yo, I'm just talking about fucking dudes and hooking up with dudes. There's always got to be a commercial aspect. Nicki Minaj can't just sit there and do bars. She's also got to do an anaconda. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, and it's kind of sucks. Or even just like a performative, because like Nicki can't dance for shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks where like we kind of expect it to. You know what I'm saying? Kind of yeah. like she's got this whole thing she's got to have the dances and everything else where if it was just fucking Migos, we would just take it as is. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I feel you. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy how like even on the album cover for this album, like we expect her to be like, yeah. half naked. Yeah. You know, like it, it, it's... We, it's it's weird and, uh, and also you know I don't like comparing like her and Cardi B and like Lil Kim but like I do feel like there's always this generation of this rapper from New York yeah. female who has to kind of portray this image you know and yeah. you know yeah no it's it's, it's kind of crazy to you know that I I, I, don't, I mean maybe this is what Nicki enjoys it's like you know maybe this is you know hopefully this is something where this is this is her choice. She's making these choices to you know. Come on, there, buddy. You but, can even sell that to me. You know how to. You know how those <laughs> wheels work. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But, it just sucks. It sucks. And hopefully, like you know, hopefully things will change. Like you know, and, and not, again, not to bring up Cardi B. I feel like, and maybe it's too, maybe it's a one-off. I feel like somebody like Cardi B is able to do it. Where you know, don't get me wrong, Cardi, Cardi B is attractive woman. But really, it's her comedy and her personality that got her here. Yeah. So hopefully, there's more things like that. Hopefully, it's more. Hopefully, it kind of go back to a point of where it's more like Missy, where yes. it's more of your artistic ability. Yes. As opposed to just like, all right, I, I'm out here rapping with just there, like you there know. There's no Missy Eve. Yeah. No. Foxy it's, Brown. It's it's not, and it's it kind of sucks. Who fucked that up? I mean, we who, did. Who, who fucked that you up know, in who, the '90s? Who, who won the world, men? To quote you, Mad Max, you, you could have super group. Yeah, yeah, no, it sucks, and <laughs> and, and and the culture loses out, loses out. Yeah, like the Spice Girls of hip hop. Yeah, and and and, and it's kind of unfortunate because it's weird. Because even when I was sitting there, so I'm there at when I was at Fool's Gold listening to these three female MCs. A lot of it was, let's say, toxic feminine femininity. Yeah. Instead of like y'all, you know, don't let you know, blah blah, y'all niggas, da 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 da, y'all got a guy, he, I need, I need stick all night, da 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 da, all this stuff. Yeah. So I, I'm laughing in my mind because I'm like, oh shit, it's interesting as a dude being in this kind of audience because she's saying it's. Imagine if I was, she's basically talking the same kind of stuff, which is kind of fun and I love it. But it's interesting because it seems different to me because I'm a male. It's aimed towards me. Yeah. Just imagine how it is being a hip hop female fan. Yeah. Basically, since the inception, where I'm just there for like you know a couple of hours for one show, where it's been a fucking like thousands, yeah. thousands, tens of thousands of hours of that shit coming at you. And the thing is, I can grin and bear it because I'm in a position of kind of power. Yeah. But fuck. And I, and I think it kind of bleeds to everything. I think it kind of bleeds into the way female artists have to portray themselves. I believe it's the way, you know, like I said, it's, I've, I've, we've been kind of harping, I've been kind of harping at least on her album release cycle and how it's been a lot of drama, a lot of clapping backs where there should be clapbacks. 
But at least kind of hearing what's been happening, and even with today, like we discussed, there's that whole thing of safari and everything else. I kind of see her point. I may not agree with how she's doing it. I may not agree with no. how she's acting out. Yeah. But the anger behind it, yeah, no, I fucking understand. Yeah. I'd be pissed as shit. Yeah. You and, know what I'm saying? And like, uh, you know, like we said, I think last week or the week before when we were talking about Nikki, it's like, I, yeah, it's like you put in work. She has put in work, you know? So, uh, yeah, you know, it just puts her respect on her name. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Recognize, recognize. Uh, uh, and, uh, and on that note, on that note, <laughs> Sir Stone, what have you been listening to in your classic disc Walkman, sports Walkman, <laughs> with the yellow headphones? Oh <laughs> uh, man, you know what's so funny? Like, uh, all right, so there's this dude Reggie Snow, who I, I, I like this name already. All, all right, right so he is an Irish rapper. All right, I'm not Irish, of, but of, of of like you know of color. All right, um, he put out this album called Dear Annie. Okay, um, it's the most interesting project I think I've heard this year. Ooh, that's um, quite a. It's been a stacked year, so that's quite a claim. And like interesting in the way, like it's so basically, you know, he wears all of his, um, I guess, like influences on his sleeve, like Pharrell. Tyler the Creator, uh, you know he had, uh, Amon like he he's probably like, more equivalent to like Amon A, right? Like and he has Amon A on the track. Oh, hilarious! You know, like yeah. like it, it, it seems like it's it's very quirky, it's very like you know, kind of like this like weird uh, offbeat rap. Um, but it's also like him being Irish is like very like European, which is actually kind of interesting. And like he actually apparently filmed, like recorded, not filmed, but recorded like some of the tracks in Paris. And he's like speaking, like rapping or like singing in French. Awesome. There's a track that's like very much like Tom Mish. Like he's singing, like kind of folk. (laughs) Like it's like, it's interesting to kind of see like an Irish dude do like American, you know, Tyler, the creator, Aminate style rap. Awesome, <laughs> and it's like it's it's, uh, and it's funny too because apparently, um, so basically now he's based in Brooklyn, like everybody except me. <laughs> <laughs> the borough is closed. <laughs> so he's based in Brooklyn, um, and he's signed a three hundred. So Young Thug is a label mate. <laughs> Ooh, nice. <laughs> Um, Perhaps I see them doing brunch this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, yeah, anything is possible. <laughs> um, but the Guardian article is actually kind of interesting. Apparently, he's like changing his like um, accent to, to like sound more American when he, when he raps. Um, he's uh. using a lot more Americanisms, and he like like I guess like the European press is just kind of like, oh, this guy is American now. But like to me, as an American, it sounds like way European. <laughs> Like, there's no doubt. There's Hope no we'll get doubt. pulled off the customs line in two seconds. <laughs> there's no doubt. <laughs> like, you sound like super. It's like, it's just, it's so like, you know, I mean, I don't know what, it's like the subtle differences. Like, you can go to American supermarket and a European supermarket and they kind of look the same, but like the products are different. It's like that. It's like a <laughs> subtle difference. Uh, but it's a really, I, I, I mean, it's also kind of like 19 songs and it's also kind of like way too long. Uh, but it's, it's a really cool album. He has like Jesse Boykins on there. Oh, no shit. You know, um, he has a Katrinata uh, producer Ooh, a few tracks. I, I worship at the, the Church of the Kitchen. The Don. The, the Don, Don. Katrinata. <laughs> um, you know, it's like it, it, it's 
you know, you can kind of tell too, like when you're you are you're like a, a young rapper and you have a 19, 20 track album, like you're trying to fill out your sound. Um, so there's a lot of that. Um, this is one track um, that's like super interesting that I couldn't figure out what uh, it's called. Uh, Charlie Brown. And it's Reggie Snow and this uh, girl, Anna of the North, who's from, like, Finland or something. That sounds mad Game of Thrones, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Anna of the North. Anna of the North. (laughs) Spitting bars about rights. (laughs) But it's like, like, the track makes no sense. The video makes no, the video is like, what the fuck is going on? He filmed the video in Mexico, apparently. <laughs> and like, it's like, what the fuck is going on? And you, like, there's some Mexican surrealist director that he like, he used. And it's like, what's going on? <laughs> the track makes no sense. But you basically, it's just like, why well, I wanted this to kind of be like a, you know, Clockwork Orange type of track. Awesome. You know, I want this to be like a 70s surrealist track. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is fucking crazy. It's fucking yeah. So it's it's a cool concept album. Like I I thought it was really cool. Um, I'm kind of curious to see, you know, because I, I I think he's probably not going to pop off on the states unless he gets like a really dope collabo. So I think he's more popular still over in Europe. But I'm kind of curious to see like what's going to happen in terms of like his future growth. But like my, my interest has peaked with this dude. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, Reggie, Reggie, <laughs> Reggie snow. And, uh, the album is called, uh, dear Annie. And there's like an, a redhead Irish girl on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> the most hip hop of, of, of album oh, covers nice. of 2018. <laughs> um, is that Disney pride crossover? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. What about you, man? Oh, uh, well, I mean, um, so uh, what I've been listening to is uh, it's really more because uh, this is a half TV review, Random Acts of Flyness. Mm. So yeah. it's okay. uh, yeah, yeah. very dope, very interesting. I mean, the only way I can describe the show is that it kind of say it's a skit show. It's less of a skit show than more of like a, a weird extra woke 30-minute block of Adult Swim. Nice. But um, kind of similar to Adult Swim, music plays a big part of it. Yeah. So um, on the second episode, there was a guy named John Bapp who had this, and basically, he's an artist based in Brooklyn like everybody else. And then he <laughs> does, he's, it's, it's very experimental. And the way I say experimental is that, obviously, he has heavy roots in jazz, period. He also has heavy roots in R&B and different types. But it's also like the songs on like his releases kind of blend in and kind of stop and start and the samples. It almost sounds like somebody just kind of grabbed a hard drive and just dumped songs and that's it. Like, you yeah. know, whatever snippets. So it's, it's just a really dope artist. It reminds me a little bit of like Flying Lotus mm. because a lot nice. of the beats, like when he does a lot of the, because um, a lot of the jazzier stuff, some of it uses live drums, some of it uses the beats and it's very much like those little hard hitting electronic kind of scattery, skittery beats. Yeah. But I'm very dope. But anyway, on the last episode of Random Acts of Flying, there's that one song which I loved called uh, UBU. Mm. And it's just great. It's got this little like, like happy chords and it comes in and the drums are all skittery and it's just a pretty song. And, um, and, and it's just, in general, he's talented. Enough where, like he's got some songs which had me, like um, I think the scene with the song, and I could be wrong, is... Uh, Queen Chimera Part 1 where I swear to God is straight New Jack straight New Jack so it's where we have all these weird chaotic experimental songs all of a sudden he kind of comes in there doing his like you know 1989 you know 
Teddy Riley slash Funk New Jack stuff. So he's just he's just a really talented dude, and like I, I just kind of want to shout him out, and like it's just dope. It's just some dope up. stuff. So yeah, that's what's up. So props to him. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Uh, I've been listening to a uh, a classic album. Classics. Um, so. Long story short, like uh, there's a Slack channel at work, and we're posting like music releases, um, like albums that uh, basically you can play from front to back. Um, I put "Ready to Die" by Biggie, but that's a, and Portishead, "Dummy." Ooh, nice. But neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, but somebody posted uh, "Fashion Nugget" by Cake. Oh wow! Which is, and I, I immediately press play. That is such an amazing album. I love that album. It's yeah, it's it's, it's such a great album. It's they're a great band. It's 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 it's, it's like you know, and it's funny too because like uh, I was telling some of the youngins that <laughs> back in my day, <laughs> so you know the the lead track from from the album was called The Distance, which is still like the most one of the most unique tracks I've heard in a long time. And, like, I remember I would hear it on the radio, but I will only hear, like, the last, like, you know, maybe minute or two of it. I was like, what the fuck? What is this? What, what, what is this? And, like, you know, like, there's no fucking Wikipedia. There's no, you know, Spotify. So I had to back wait in, for the space. The, the dark ages. Yeah, you know, like, I, I have to wait for them to say, oh, that was, like, so-and-so we by HTTP on yeah. your browser before. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I would hear the song, I would come in in the middle, and then like they'll never say who it is. So it took me like two weeks to figure out who <laughs> <laughs> made the song. And then it was Cake, and then I had the Columbia House. Oh, you kids don't know about that either. You know, you know vinyl me though. You guys, do. <laughs> the, the newer age Columbia House, <laughs> fifteen CDs for one cent, Ooh. and like twenty dollars shipping. Ooh. But <laughs> yeah, oh god. <laughs> That shipping was a bastard. Holy shit, you're right. Yeah, it was still cheap. It was still cheaper than going like to the store and paying twenty dollars for one CD. Yeah, true. Y'all know nothing about that either. Mm. Um, your free Spotify account having all anyway the, all the world's knowledge in your fingertips. Mike <laughs> had to go to libraries. <laughs> so, uh, but no, it's 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 such a great album. Um, like it, it's you know almost twenty five years old. I feel like it ages very very well. And, and and what's great about the record is the fact of where because at that time we that was peak grunge yeah that was peak flannel peak everybody was you know guitars and yada 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 not to say that there was any guitar in the band but it's probably the only it's it's think about the the gumption of a rock band during Nirvana during fucking like like Pearl Jam saying all right we're gonna drop the drop this record. Where I'm kind of singing, but it's kind of spoken word. Yeah. And the lead instrument is going to be basically Spanish-style trumpet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's like, it's trumpets, it's yazoos, it's yeah. like all this shit. I'm just like, and it's, it's just, I don't know. Like, it's, it's amazing to me. And it's weird because I feel like there's, I mean, look, I'm an old dude. Older. But I'm just like, there's nothing I've heard in 2018 that, like, it's even close. Like, I feel like you can't make this album in, this, in, oh, tw- in 2018. Oh, look at you. My, back in my days. Back in real, my day. Real music. Um, real. And I, I love, uh, you know, like, it, it was cool, too. Like, you know, I, I guess, like, you know, I went to, you know, like, high school where this type of music was everywhere. But, like, I remember, like, the, the track Nugget 
And it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Remember, like, driving around the car with me and my boys, and, like, like the, I think the windows are down. We're <laughs> yeah. screaming, shut the fuck up. Uh, no, it's, it's, a, it's a great album. Like, And I think, too, it's like, if you're kind of like me where... I don't really listen to it a lot. Like I used to listen to only alternative rock <laughs> for for a really long period of time in my life, and I haven't really listened to it in a long time. But I think I, I, I think not only does he does it bring you back, but it just kind of like you know I I feel like the bar is set so high. There's like there's nothing in 2018. I feel like that that you know there's no artist that's doing something that's like I feel like this was a, it's eccentric, but it's also pop. Like it's also very accessible. Pop. And then, you and know, then, it's and also it was very melodic, you know. And I don't think they'll claim it. Also, kind of oddly hip hop. His delivery was yeah. very yeah. It's like yeah. It's like even though I said spoken word, it was very deliberate. Everything kind of landed on a beat. There were bars there. Yeah. It wasn't just like you know I'm out here in the thing. Yeah. It was very deliberate, very on beat. And yeah. So you know it's yeah. It's a dope record. I, back when my my roommates loved that shit, and he spent all the time, and I was forced to recognize the genius of it. <laughs> and it's kind of cool because, like I said, specifically where. It was a time where alternative was basically its own word cliche of a scene, and they just kind of showed you what music can be without relying on the same old tropes. Yeah, so yeah. awesome, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it's moi. So f- funny enough, to kind of consider to consider the, the the current train of thought of old people music. <laughs> I'm gonna bring it back <laughs> to the late '80s. Um, basically, sub pop. Sub pop had their 30th anniversary concert this weekend. That was streamed nice. live. Um, in true Seattle fashion, it was rainy as shit. <laughs> so every act went up on stage, complained about the rain. <laughs> but uh, the only thing is, so I watched it because I was doing a lot of things in the background, and it struck me, well, just in general, because um, for you guys out there, you youngins, I don't know, Sub Pop was basically the label for the grunge era. Yeah. So bam, so grunge hits, and even a little before, because it really just started popping in the very late 80s, but they were there. So every big grunge band, Soundgarden, Nirvana, went through the halls. And even later on, where a lot of other alternative hip, um, rock bands became popular, like Slater Kenny and White Stripes yeah. dropped something on there. Yeah. So basically, you know, for you old heads, they were, they're the indie rock dev jam. For your new heads, they're the indie rock cash money. <laughs> <laughs> Slash TDE. <laughs> I might have to take that. Yeah, so it's something where it's, it's kind of cool to kind of see. And the thing is, they've done it primarily being very indie. Yeah. Um, Warner bought a, a, a big stake, 49%, mm. um, in, in the middle, like I think in the middle of the 90s. But the successes before that and successes after had nothing to do with labor, major labels. Yeah. Like if you look at their roster now, none of these guys are like going to be like, you know, doing crazy fucking arena tours. Yeah. But it's great to see a label that kind of stayed true to their vision survive for 30 fucking years. Yeah. So um, the only thing is that I was watching it and I kind of want to kind of give props to one kind of band. A little bit off kilter, but it kind of show you how like the kind of people they attract was. There's a band called Clipping. Oh yeah, Devine yeah. Diggs is. Uh... Devine Diggs, yeah, yeah. yeah. Devine Diggs for you guys out there. Yeah. Devine Diggs, Tony Award winning, cast member of Hamilton. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Uh, the the creepy, crazy, pretty boy uh, brother-in-law on Blackish. On Blackish, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then uh, apparently he's got a, a new movie coming out called Blind Spotting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's 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 acting. He's, he's actor. Act actor. I mean actor. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but um. But yeah. So he's got this, and it's interesting because basically it's all like it, it, it's a lot of West Coast Oakland type dudes. Like they're all boys. Yeah. So basically he's got two friends of his who are pure noise. 
Like, not even like we make noisy hip-hop, like, no fucking noise. So, and then he's somebody where he's just, you could tell, because I was reading up, up about him, apparently, like, he was, he he performed the choreo, pro, uh, choreo poem. <laughs> like, that was one of the things he did in school. Oh, like, he's, he's like an old-school-ass rapidy rap-ass poet, yeah. MC, yeah. you know, somebody who's been rapping for probably 20 years, probably most of his life. So it's weird because with that project is you've got this noise landscape that's kind of happening, and he's approaching it from, like, a classic, like, oh, my God, this is Philly two in the morning battle MC type shit. Yeah. So it's a good dichotomy. But while he's doing that, he's also dropping like these crazy ass bars, like, and these heady concepts. So you'll see it bleed into the videos or the videos might be like, there's one video where basically like he's held, like he's rapping and he realized basically he's held captive and like, mm. the camera pans back. Um, but anyway, the reason why I want to shout him out was because during that um, sub pop, it was crazy because you see a lot of, obviously their trade is a lot of rock bands. So there's some yeah. great rock bands. Um, Moaning, who does a lot of post-punk stuff. Bully, who I've heard a lot about, who does like a little more classic grunge rock stuff, but a lot, I mean, I'll, I'll, like, I'll, I'll say a lot cleaner. Yeah. Like a lot more stronger songwriting. Mm. Um, and they're one of the bands too, kind of performing, because they're also signed to Sub Pop, which shows you how even that band kind of explains to different corners. And they kind of ripped it too, which is weird for being one of the few hip-hop bands that were there. It was their Mr. Bass Palaces. But anyway, I want to shout them out because... Uh, so they got so the last record was I think it's 2017, 2016, which got nominated for um, Hugo Award, mm. which is basically like a science fiction writing fantasy. Oh wow! Because that's how heady the concepts are. But apparently, one of their stories is going to be made a book. Wow! So like, you know, and and then shouts out. It's not for everybody. Like the rapping is definitely, the rapping is definitely. Um, Solid. So if you're an MC yeah. fan, and it's weird because, and I don't want to kind of do the same comparing the trash we're doing with female MCs with this, like, because I hear a lot of expectation with them in Death Grips. Mm. But with Death Grips, at the end of the day, even though you've got a rapper, even though you've got this barrage of sound, at the end of the day, it's still punk music. He's yeah. more screaming, ranting, and the music itself is kind of hitting in a very kind of almost, you know, one side punk, one side dance kind of way. Yeah. Where clipping is more experimental just because the soundscape is so weird and his rapping, even though it's very much rapidly rap, it's so heady. Anyway, props to them because like, you know, they have a book coming out, The Deep, and then it's basically based off one of the tracks they had from their last album. And also it's something where, um, there's even because I even dug deeper, where even that song was based off um, like um, some old school classic techno, like Afro futuristic stuff that some bands were doing back in the days. So it was kind of cool to kind of like hear like artists or see artists kind of do things where it's not you know they're still making music, yeah, but they're still doing good concepts and they're still doing fun stuff and it's still kind of like you know it is great to kind of see them kind of doing just things that staying true to their art, but at the same time doing things that are headier that, you know, once you've got a certain set of talents, you can kind of go out there and do whatever you want. Yeah. And um, by the way, it's a, it's a band called Dr Drexia. So they're a techno band basically from the 90s. I probably killed the name. <laughs> but uh, one of the guys, if you're, I guess, into modern techno now, one of the guys, it was a, it was a duo doing Afro-futuristic-focused techno music. Yeah. So, so weird and heady, they had a storyline written for the music they were doing. And so the clipping song basically borrows the same storyline. It's basically, hey, check this out. So the babies that drowned during African slave labor transportation mm. basically formed the survived the, formed the underwater society. Oh, whoa! So they started doing it in the nineties with techno music. Clipping kind of did it with their little song now, 
So it's kind of cool to kind of see this kind of heady shit happening. And yeah. beyond just making dope jams. So that's yeah, all. Yeah. You artists out there, you can make some dope jams, but maybe think a little deeper. You know, read a yeah. book. You know what I'm saying? Go out there, make some crazy ass plays. Who knows? Who knows what will happen? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? And that's about it. Shout out to Sub Pop. 30 years of out there doing dope weird shit. Pushing, 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 I guess, the culture? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. A culture. A culture. Some yeah. of the culture. You know. But like, the, the culture in general. Yeah, the culture. The, the, the culture, culture of the we. Of the Cultural. Cultural. Cultural <laughs> paradigm for as far as music is concerned. <laughs> and that's about it. All right, people. All right, people. And then, uh, that's about it for the new music. We'll be back next week with more witty banter, more Nicki Minaj beefs, more maybe, Trump rants. Maybe it'll be a surprise album. Oh, perhaps. Like, like, like yeah, yeah. Who's left? Maybe. Ready for this? I'm, a, I'm a, maybe I'm a good music conspiracy theorist. So, remember, we're supposed to get good winter. Mm. Maybe good fall would drop, <laughs> and these will actually be the real hip hop. The real hip hop, uh, the mean, real hip hop we've been missing from Kanye West, uh, and he'll disavow all his Trumpism <laughs> and come back into the fold. I mean, we, we were supposed to have good summer, and it was an okay summer. Yeah, actually, you know, it, you womp, know, womp, 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 womp. Yeah, uh, <laughs> lukewarm summer. <laughs> and on that note, on uh, that no, note. you know what? Subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. You know the drill, people. <laughs> and that's it. We'll see y'all next week. All right. For supporting. Peace. All right. Peace.